Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. The story you're about to hear has its origins in historical fact. The bare essentials are on public record. But in the audacious way of dramatists, we have taken the liberty of embellishing, transposing, adding to, and subtracting from the strict truth as handed down to us. We beg your indulgence on the grounds that our prime and only purpose is, as always, to entertain you. But he is my dearest friend. He is the love of my life. My only friend. The one man in the world for me. I'd give my life for him. So would I. I wish he were dead. I too. Our mystery drama, A Feast of Death, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Jada Rowland. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It's your way of looking good. You're looking good. Having fun in summer like you should. Avon took light florals, lush wood notes, and a refreshing touch of citrus and put it into one terrific new fragrance. Country Breeze. It's everything you love about summer. You've got lots of things to do. So we bring Avon. Traveler's check. Me neither. Come on, we've got to find the tour guide. Oh, there he is. Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. What's wrong? Mr. Lee, we lost all our traveler's checks. All of them. What kind were they? American, American Express. Express. No problem. American Express has an office right here in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong and in hundreds around the world, you can find help with American Express traveler's checks. Ask for them by name. a moment of all the exciting college and high school football action this fall because you're sitting too far from the field. Herber's Camera Shop in Champaign's Campus Town can take you right to the middle of the action with a pair of Minolta binoculars. Minolta specializes in pocket and compact binoculars to zoom you right onto the field without being saddled with the bulk and weight of conventional binoculars. And since Minolta has been a leader in photographic lenses for many years, you are assured of precision optics. Stop at Herber's and check out the Minolta binoculars. You'll see a world of difference. And while you're at Herber's, be sure to stock up on all the film and supplies you'll need to capture the excitement and color of the coming season forever. Herber's Camera Shop, your hometown camera shop at 608 East Green in Champaign's Campus Town. back than most of us are likely to remember, at least with any clarity. 
It is 1917, and the First World War is in progress. The place where our story occurs is more familiar. It is Paris. The names of the people involved have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Listen now to the story called A Feast of Death. <laughs> seem distressed. Are you distressed, Yvette? Distressed? Yes, I think one might say I am distressed. I am desolated. Andre, my life is over. I want nothing but to die. You are unhappy, Yvette? I tell you I want to die and you ask me am I unhappy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, my dear Andre. I am unhappy. And I shall never be happy again. Do you want to tell me why? I suppose I might as well. It might make you feel better. I guess tell you everything. From the beginning. If you want to listen. Oh, to you, Yvette. Always to you. I must look frightful. I've been crying for hours. You look beautiful. Beautiful. You never look anything but beautiful to me. What a good friend you are, Andre. I try to be. A friend to me. And a friend to him. Oh, where is he, by the way? <gasps> They've taken him away. The police came this morning and took him away. The police? What would the police want with Jacques? Oh, Andre. In such a long and sorry story. I'm not sure you want to hear it. Oh, but I do, I do. If you insist. He and I... He and I met that time I was in the hospital. You remember? Oh, we... You were ill with pneumonia, I remember. Oh, Jacques. Used to come to my room every day. At first I thought he was a doctor. He never said he was, but... I thought why else would he be coming to my room every day? He never asked me how I felt, or anything like that, the way doctors do. And after a while, I began to wonder, why all these visits? Why all the concern for the welfare of someone he did not know? You are so good to me, so kind to me. Why? But why not? You are a lovely young girl. Paris is full of young girls. Young girls who are not ill, not helpless, not penniless like myself. Is it goodness? Simple charity? Well, I could say that it began as an act of charity. You see that I make a practice of visiting hospitals. In particular, the wards where the more indigent patients are forced to lie. I've been visiting this hospital for, ooh, at least... Fifteen years. How wonderful of you. How extremely kind. I've never been ill before. I never knew such things went on. Mm, I imagine there are many things in this shabby world you know nothing about. Well, I'm only 17. I know. 
Seventeen and a seamstress. How did you know that? You work twelve hours a day for a couturier near the Etoile. And they pay you very badly. You live in a tiny garret room in Montmartre. It has no heat, no running water. You pay a franc once every two weeks for the privilege of taking a bath. You have no proper winter coat, no warm gloves. How do you know these things? I've talked to various people. It was not hard. But why? Why would you take so much trouble for one you scarcely know? A poor seamstress. Because I love you. You? You love me? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. But you should love me. A splendid gentleman like you. I want to take you home with me, Yvette. Home? You want me? I have a large apartment in Auteuil. I think you will like it. I think in time you might come to love me. Oh, yes, I'm older than you, of course. More than 20 years older. Still, I'm not an old man. Oh, no. No, not old at all. I try to keep in shape. I once belonged to the 10th Hussars, you know. Long before you were born. I was only 22 at that time. But I've tried to keep in trim. Oh, you have? Oh, yes. Is it possible that you might learn to love me a little? But I do love you. You do? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Then, when the doctors say you may leave the hospital, you will come home with me? Is it settled? Settled? All settled. My dear. Why, I don't even know your name. <laughs> Jacques. Call me Jacques. Jacques. It was so beautiful, André. It was every dream come true. I loved every inch of his beautiful body, which could not have changed much since he was with the Tentuzars. And his lovely mustache. Always perfectly trimmed and waxed. Ah, oh, yes. Jacques always looked the perfect man about town. Oh, I envy him, I always have. I could never hope to present an appearance even remotely like that. Or afford an apartment like this. Oh, André. When he brought me back here to this place, in a limousine, André, a limousine. Oh, my sweet Yvette. Before I could do or say anything, Jacques took my arm and led me inside. The foyer. Even before I laid eyes on this apartment. The foyer downstairs... I had only seen one to compare with it. And that had been when I delivered a dress to a duchess. All marble and polished brass and beautiful plants. I know. Oh, I know. I was living in a dream. Moving like a sleepwalker. Jacques led me to the lift with its beautiful iron grillwork. And I felt it rise. As though I were being carried to paradise. And when it stopped, and the door opened, he led me, still dreaming, to this apartment. Enter, mademoiselle. 
friend? You like it? You approve? Yvette, you think you can be happy here? With me? Oh, Chuck. Chuck. Now, now, now. No tears, my little one. How can I tell you? How can I thank you? Here, take my handkerchief. That you should do all this for me? Dry your eyes. I don't deserve such kindness, such luxury. You deserve much more. And you shall have it. Now, let me show you your new home. Through that window, you can see the Eiffel Tower. Oh, it's too much, too much. All the furniture is Louis XVI, all genuine. If you should want to change anything... Oh, no, no. It's all too perfect. Through there, you can see the dining room, the butler's pantry is beyond, and, of course, the kitchen. Now, let me show you your bedroom. Oh, wait. Wait, what's that over the mantel? That? Oh, that's my old sword from the time I spent in the 10th Hussars. I keep it for sentimental reasons. Memento of my youth. <laughs> Come, I want you to see the bedroom down the hall. Ah, here. Here we are. Oh. Oh, how lovely. You like it? It's all white. Everything is white. The walls, the rug, the beds, the chest. French provincial. The curtains. Swiss embroidery. A tambour, I believe it's called. All done by hand, all this embroidery. Oh, look here. A pull thread. I'll fix that. No need to bother. Oh, but I want to. After all, I'm a seamstress. I want to do something. You're doing so much for me. I'll buy the finest thread. Later, much later, when you're settled in. Now I must show you the kitchen. It has a warming oven. Come and see. I can't believe what's happening to me. This way. Yvette. This way. Come. Is that another room at the end of the hall? Uh, oh, yes, yes. But you wouldn't be interested. Of course I'd be interested. May I see it? If you insist. It's my laboratory. Your laboratory? Well, I'm only an amateur. An amateur toxicologist. Huh, there. Look, if you like. Oh, my. It's... It's scary, isn't it? Not at all. At least not if you know what you're doing. What are you doing, Jacques? All those test tubes and things, what are they for? Shall I tell you, my darling? Shall I tell you my profound secret? If you want to? If we are to live together, you should know. Then tell me. You must promise never to breathe a word to anyone. I promise. If I succeed, and I firmly believe I shall succeed, it will make me famous as a scientist and as a patriot. Tell me, Jacques. Tell me. I am on the very brink, Yvette, of a great discovery. Poison gas. A new and deadly poison gas. One against which the filthy Bosch have no defense. One which will end the war within a week, a day, an hour. And it was all lies, all of it, start to finish, all lies. He had no intention of inventing a poison gas. He was no scientist, he was no patriot. 
He was a greedy, selfish, egotistical maniac. He did not love his country. He did not love his friends, not even you, Andre, though you may have thought he did. Well, he often told me so. Lies. He loved no one but his own vicious, conniving self. He was incapable of truth. He lied to live. He lived to lie. Oh, it's... It's hard to believe. You'd believe it when I've told you the rest. Though there's one thing that could almost persuade me. Wait till I tell is you. Is that Jacques was with the Ten Toussaint. That's true enough. But he was no hero. To speak candidly, he was discharged from the Ten Toussaint. Dishonorably discharged. Among other things, for cowardice. it more genteelly, a prevaricator. But hasn't each one of us been guilty of this minor sin at one time or another? It seems a very tiny transgression, hardly one to send his sweetheart into such transports of grief and despair. But she has promised to tell more. And in Act Two, she will. Oh, great master. Yes? My daughter and I have traveled far to seek your wisdom. Is that your daughter with the, uh... Bag over her head. Bag. Yes. Say hello, April. Hi. Why is she... Her cream uh... rinse gives her hair the greasy... Oh, daddy. Yes, that bag looks like it held a six-year supply of French fries. Thanks. What can we do, sire? Well, let's see here. Take the root of the embo bush. I tried that. The juice of the beagle baby. Look, nothing works all in permanent greasies. Oh, no. Now, now, look, I'll tell you what my kids use. Agree cream rinse and conditioner. Agree? Yes, agree cream rinse and conditioner. 99% oil-free. Oh. So it helps stop the greasies. No more greasies. I won't have to brown bag it. Yes, my daughter's hair became so beautiful she was elected homecoming queen at Guru U. Wow. How can I thank you for telling me about Agree? Give me some advice. <clears throat> Should I let my daughter wear pantyhose? How old is she? 28. Oh, then I think. Both legs? Yes, both. Fine. You can search the wide world over and may never find anything that can help stop the greasies better than Agree cream rinse and conditioner. And be sure and try Agree shampoo. It helps stop the greasies, too. What in the world happened in August? Brought to you by your local Navy recruiter. 194 years ago this month, in 1786, the silver dollar and the decimal system of money were adopted by an act of Congress. 134 years ago this month, in 1846, the Smithsonian Institution, named for English scientist James Smithson, was chartered. Eighty years ago this month, the first international lawn tennis competition for the Davis Cup was held at Longwood, Massachusetts. The U.S. won three to one. Forty-five years ago this month, in 1935, American cowboy philosopher Will Rogers was killed along with his pilot, Wiley Post, when their plane crashed near Point Barrow, Alaska. Twenty-one years ago this month, Project Teepee was announced to the public. The system was developed by Dr. William Thaler of the Office of Naval Research to monitor 95% of the Earth's atmosphere for missile launchings or nuclear explosions. To find out what's happening in the Navy today, call toll-free 800-841-8000. In Georgia, 800-342-5855. Navy, it's not just a job, it's an adventure. mysterious Bourvardier who has seduced our lovely young heroine did not always tell the truth. We know that he has been hauled off by the police. We know that his close friend of many years is attempting, however clumsily, to comfort the bereft girl. 
what we do not know is the entire reason for his solicitude and her agonized grief. Lies, lies, nothing but lies. You have not heard the worst. His schemes, his intrigue, his his deviltry. You have not heard about Danielle. You know about Danielle? Know about her. She was my friend. My good, close friend. The older woman I could confide in, get advice from. Almost like a mother to me. You know that Danielle was once Jacques' mistress? That was difficult at first. I had great pangs of jealousy. But, after all, Jacques was 42 when our liaison began. I was 17. How could I hope or expect that I might be the first woman in his life? No, that would be too much. Still, we were happy together for a year. And then... Yvette, my darling, uh, there is something I must talk to you about. Yes, my love. You know, since I've started my little business with Monsieur Grandet... The bicycle shop? Yes, a toy, a plaything. I shall never get rich from it, but... But we already have enough money, haven't we? Oh, enough. But the bicycle shop amuses me. I enjoy it. And Grandet does a good job. Oh, good enough, anyway. Could I meet him sometime? Meet Grandet? Oh, my dear child, the man is a great oaf, a boor. But if he's your partner. A business arrangement, purely. No need to meet him socially. But there is someone I should like you to meet socially. Someone you should come to know. I think you and she will get along. And since the bicycle shop is taking up more and more of my time, she'll be company for you. I don't want you to become bored with your life. You might leave me and break my heart. Who is this woman, Jacques, that you have selected to be my friend? Her name is Danielle. She's older than you are, younger than I am. A woman of the world. Will she like me? She will adore you, even as I do. You'll see. I expect her any minute. Here? She's coming here? Where else would you meet? We never have guests of any kind. Do I look all right? Is my dress all right? Should I... uh... Ah, there she is. Yes, my dear, your dress is quite perfect and you look like an angel. Jacques. Danielle. You look ravishing, my dear. Come in, come in. (sighs) Danielle. This is my adorable Yvette. Yvette, this is my dear friend, Danielle. Cherie, you are every bit as pretty as Jacques said. He's told you about me? But of course, he talks of nothing but you. I... I I didn't know. Now, you two are to become close friends. I've set my heart on it. I'm going to absent myself while you get acquainted. If you need me, I shall be in my laboratory. But I fancy I will not be needed. (laughs) Does he still have that smelly old laboratory? You know about it? Oh, sweet child. I was once the mistress of this house. Of course. I... 
wasn't thinking. Oh, have I upset you? My dear, it was, it was years ago. He hasn't given me a thought except in the most casual way since we parted. Now he has this idea that you and I should meet and talk and come to know each other. Like each other. And be friends. I'd like that. I don't have a, a woman friend. I... I think I need one. Then you must let me fill that need. Oh, we will have great times together. We will shop for clothes and we'll gossip and exchange recipes and perhaps... Perhaps... Yes, perhaps. I think Jacques has other plans for us. Ambitious ones. If we find we are compatible. So, let us talk, shall we? You must begin. Tell me everything about you. I liked her. Oh, I liked her so much, Andre. Splendid woman. Very sympathetic. She must have liked me. Because she called me the very next day and asked me to lunch with her. Andre, no one had ever called me. No one had ever asked to see me, to lunch with me. No one had ever wanted my company. Oh, dear Yvette. That anyone should wish to spend time with me. To talk to me. Me alone without Jacques. Just me. Over here, Yvette. Oh, Daniel, am I late? No, no, not at all. I came early to be sure we got a quiet table. I... I brought you something. Oh? Ah, chocolates. My favorites. How did you know? I didn't. It was Jacques' idea. He remembered. Oh, I haven't hurt you, have I? It was all so long ago. It's all right. Really, it's quite all right. I... I must learn to be more a woman of the world. Like you. Jacques says so. Take my advice. Stay as innocent as you are. Together, we shall make quite a pair. Is it really possible that we'll be friends? But we are friends. Do you not feel it? I do. I think I do, too. <laughs> and soon, we shall be not only friends, but partners. Partners? You and I, partners? The boutique. Well, as Jacques not told you, he left it up to me. Well, I don't know anything about a boutique. Ah, but I do. Now, you are a seamstress, am I right? I was a seamstress until... Until you met Jacques. I quite understand. But you haven't forgotten how to sew, have you? Oh, no. Once you know how, you never forget. Exactly. It's Jacques' idea that you and I should set up a little boutique. Very chic, very sophisticated. I will run the front of the shop, and you will take care of the back. Or we will have a few exquisite garments, peignoirs and such fine underthings of Baptiste with real lace. Oh, it sounds beautiful. Oh, it does, doesn't it? It will give you something to do with your spare time, and I... 
Well, I'll confess to you. I can use a little spare cash. So, what do you say? Shall we become partners? It was unbelievable. I was moving out into the world. A little way, at least. Now and then, Danielle let me serve a customer in the front of the shop. And I learned a little how to talk to people, how to be at ease with them. I, who had been a stranger on this earth, I was becoming a part of it. If things go on like this, you will be independently wealthy, Yvette. You'll have a comfortable income. Oh, I'm not interested in the money. You will have enough to be independent of me. Now you're teasing. Very well. I'll be serious. I think you should take out insurance. Insurance? What sort of insurance? What do I need with insurance? Suppose something were to happen to Danielle. What could possibly happen to Danielle? Who knows? Life is full of uncertainty. Were Danielle to, say, become incapacitated, have an accident? Suppose she were to die. Shock. How can you think of such things? Oh, you are such a child, Yvette. You know so little of life. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn. The nasty little tricks life can play on us. Now, if Danielle were to be taken away, what would happen to the boutique? Nothing will happen to Danielle. You could hardly conduct the business by yourself. Nothing will happen to her. How oh, wonderful. The eternal optimism of the very young. So touching, so very touching. But, my love, consider what happened to poor Grandet. Grandet? From the bicycle shop? Your partner? What happened to him? Didn't I tell you? He died. Quite suddenly. You didn't tell me. How? How did he die? An embolism, I believe, Dr. Sorel said. Following an attack of typhoid fever. How could you have forgotten to tell me? The poor man! No, he was a person of no account. But very valuable to me since he had all the mechanical knowledge I lack. I shall have to give up the bicycle shop. There will never be another grand day. Did he have a wife? Children? Oh, you know, I never thought to ask. I must try to find out and do what I can for them. Fortunately, I am able to give them a tidy little sum of money. And all my sweet because I was foresighted enough to insure poor Grandet's life for a substantial sum. You? You had insurance on Grandet's life? Of course. It's customary when one's financial security depends on another person. It's always done. I never knew. And that is why you must insure the life of Danielle. Tomorrow you call André. He's a dealer in insurance, among other things. He'll do it for you. Oh, Jacques, I can't. Yvette, you must. Make yourself the beneficiary. And insure her for a good, substantial sum. Oh, Jacques, I can't. Yvette, you must. I couldn't do it, André. Of course you couldn't. Danielle was like a mother to me. No business arrangement we had. It was lovely. Next to Jacques, Danielle was the most important person in my life. Was? You said 
was the most important? Don't you know? Haven't you heard? Heard what? Daniel is dead. Daniel? Dead? But why didn't I know? Why didn't anyone tell me? I thought Jacques would... But how did it happen? The epidemic. The influenza, she died of it. Oh, Yvette. Perhaps this is not the time to mention it, but... I don't know how you will take it. Perhaps I should not tell you. Oh, for heaven's sake, Andre. Danielle's life was insured. And you, Yvette, are a very wealthy woman. of insurance has worked its way into our simple story of love. Some form of insurance was known as early as 4000 B.C. to the merchants of Babylon. It was practiced by the Hindus 2400 years later and by the Greeks 200 years after that. But these contracts were to insure property, not lives. Quite a different matter. I'll be back shortly with our final act. You can call Best Western any day or night. We'll get you a room that will be just right. Round the world, lodging for you when you want Best Western. Here's all you do. agree. Snug cushions hold loose dentures so comfortably tight, I feel confident again. Soft adhesive snug brand denture cushions ease sore gums from loose-fitting plates. No messy fixing like powders or pastes. Snug is easy to shape and fit. Won't wash off. Get temporary relief from loose-fitting dentures until you see a dentist with Snug. Now in the new four-cushion economy package. Snug, another fine product from Mentholatum. Cigarettes are a breathing hazard. Smokers, please don't add that extra offense. Give us a break for life and breath. The practice of insuring lives is less than 300 years old. Companies sprang up like flowers in spring and faded with the first frost. The first fumbling attempt to bring order into chaos was in 1762, and it started in England. But 
To this day, practices vary from country to country. The locale of our story is France, the time early in our own century. Now, the final act of A Feast of Death. I, a wealthy woman. Danielle's life was insured for a large sum, Yvette, and you are the beneficiary. But I never did it. I never insured Danielle's life. But Jacques did. Jacques? Oh, I can't believe it, Jacques. Why did he never tell me? For fear that you might think it too mercenary. No. It was because he never told me the truth about anything. But it was the prudent thing to do after all. Wait, Andre, I have not told you what happened this morning. When the police arrived, Jacques and I were having breakfast when this gendarme entered. He identified himself and then... Oh, then... I shall ask you to come with me to headquarters, monsieur. We have a few questions to ask you. About what in heaven's name? Louis Grande was your business partner, I believe. A small enterprise, insignificant, a bicycle shop. Not quite so. The police would like to question you. If you will be so kind as to come with me. Yes, but I, I am not dressed. I will have to change my clothes. I will wait. Darling, it's all a stupid mistake. Don't worry for an instant. I'll be back before you have time to miss me. Monsieur Grande died of typhoid fever. An embolism following an attack of typhoid, yes. So the doctor's certificate indicated. Uh, you have a charming apartment here, madame. Could I look around? Uh, have I your permission? Why, you I... Thank you. Oh, there's a dining room, I see. The butler's pantry is beyond, uh, then the kitchen. Uh, but but uh, why are you... And on the soil, the bedroom, I suppose? Jacques is dressing. We, we shouldn't. And the door at the end of the wall, uh, another bedroom? No, that's my... Yes. You started to say... Nothing. Well, surely you are about to say something. You were going to tell me about the room at the end of the wall, no? Am I right? Madame, I am waiting. It's a secret. A secret? But you cannot keep secrets from the authorities, madame. We always find them out. Come now. Tell me about the room at the end of the hall. It's... It's his laboratory. His laboratory. And what is the purpose of this laboratory? He is working on a great discovery for the winning of the war. Jacques is a great patriot, monsieur. Oh, and what is this great discovery? I can't tell you. I promised I would never tell anyone. Well, forgive me if I insist. We shall find out sooner or later, madame. So tell me now, what is it? Poison gas. Poison gas, huh? A deadly gas. The Germans will have no defense against it. The war will end in a day, in an hour. Uh, you won't object if I ever look around this laboratory? Oh, I don't think Jacques would have uh, mind. Never mind about Jacques. Well, I, I should tell him that... You will tell him nothing? So, this is his laboratory. He wouldn't approve of my letting you crawl around in here. I am not interested in his approval or disapproval. He'll be angry. Let him... You don't know how he can be when he's angry. Mm -hmm. 
what a lot of stuff he has here. He's been working for years. Oh, has he? On his great discovery? Oh, other things too, I suppose. Like what? What sort of things? He never said. Various things. Various things, huh? He's an amateur toxicologist, you know. No, I did not know. That's what he told me when we first met. You see, I was ill in the hospital. Hospital, huh? Jacques was a volunteer there. He came every day to cheer up the patients, comfort them. Interesting. That's where we fell in love, Jacques and I. Madame, I am going to take some of these flasks with me. Oh, you mustn't. But I must. Jacques would be terribly upset. I'm afraid we must risk that. But you could be ruining his entire experiment. I don't think so. His great discovery, the poison gas. It can't be. To end the war. Madame, listen to me. Now listen carefully. There is nothing in this laboratory that could conceivably end the war. Or even shorten it. You don't know that. I assure you. What has been taking place in this laboratory has had nothing to do with that deadly gas to be used against the Bosch. But he told me... He told you a lie, madame. He is not a man to be trusted. He wouldn't... But he did. Now, shall we go and see if he's finished dressing? Now you see, André... Why I've been crying. If he had lied to me about the great discovery, he could have lied to me about anything. Everything. Even, even about loving me. Oh, my poor darling. What's that? Someone's at the door. Jacques. Could it be Jacques? Possibly. Shall I go and see? Who would you, André? Oh, I need to fix my face and comb my hair. If it's Jacques... I'll go to the door while you make yourself beautiful for him. Oh, everything's all right. Jacques said he'd come back. If he only wanted to ask him a few questions about Grande. He told me he'd be back shortly and now he is. Oh, and everything will be as it was before. How terrible of me to have doubted him. I'm so ashamed. Jacques would never do it. It's not Jacques. Not Jacques? It's the police. Not Jacques? Just a, a member of the police. Oh. We'll ask him to come in, please, André. Sir, Madame will receive you. Uh, extremely sorry to disturb you again, Madame. Oh. You were here this morning? Yes, Madame. Where is... I thought he might be with you. He said he'd return. I, I was hoping. I'm afraid it will be some time before he returns, madame. But why? A little liar, a little misunderstanding. I'm afraid the matter is a bit more serious than that. Uh, we've had our suspicions of him for quite some time, madame. A period of years. He has been engaged in a number of... Uh, Enterprises, one twenty years ago with a man named Houdon, who died suddenly of diphtheria. He had been heavily insured by his associate. Jacques? The same. We had nothing definite to go on until the death of Monsieur Grandet. Grandet died of typhoid fever and embolism. Mm. 
seemed on the way to recovery, the doctor tells us, when suddenly he died. His family asked for an autopsy, which our examiner performed, and he found a tiny injection in Grande's thigh, which the doctor vehemently disclaimed, and further examination revealed enough typhus germs in the poor man's body to kill ten people. Do you mean that Jacques administered the injection? We have the doctor's word that he visited Grande at the hospital. Just at the time when the poor man seemed to be recovering. You don't need to tell me. I know Jacques had insurance on Grande. He told me so when he urged me to... Yes, madame. He urged you to... To what? To insure Daniel's life for a large sum. Last week, Daniel died. Of influenza. Madame, when I intruded so rudely on the laboratory and confiscated as many flasks as I could carry, among them we found cultures of the typhoid bacilli, cultures of the diphtheria germ. Now it seems we must continue the search to find cultures of the influenza virus. It is too awful. I'm too hideous to believe. Are you able to come to headquarters to tell us what you know? Or would you rather wait till tomorrow, perhaps? Let her wait. She is in no condition. I quite understand. I'll leave and let your friend take care of you. Till tomorrow, then. Or the day after. Oh, Andre. Andre, my life is in ruins. Oh, you are so pale. I feel ill. Do you have pain? A little. But it will pass. Yvette, your legs, look at them. They are swollen. Oh, yes. Painful, too. Andre, what does it mean? Am I ill? Yvette. I must tell you something. Jacques insured your life. Jacques insured my life? How? Why? He told me it was against the loss of your love and affection, and I believed him. You think he's poisoned me? You are wealthy now, since Danielle's death. I am calling the doctor. Dr. Sorel. His number is right by the telephone. Don't worry, my dear. We'll soon know. Your number, please? 034848. Oh, one moment, please. I will try to reach your number. She's ringing the doctor. Don't worry, my love. How are you feeling now? Not well. Not well at all. Yvette, you know what has just occurred to me? Jacques may have taken out insurance on my life. Oh, no, Andre. Why not? It was his whole career. Living off the lives of others. Collecting on their deaths. Dr. Sorel here. Doctor, this is an emergency. A young woman is very ill. We have reason to think she's been poisoned. And a man, too. Myself. I 
am beginning to feel not at all well. Doctor, can you come at once? And that, with some additions, is the true story of a villain who lived in the first quarter of our century. Inquiries resulted in his arrest on August 21st, 1918. His trial was set for May of 1921. Yes, there were delays in those times, too, even as now. I'll be back shortly to fill you in on what happened at his trial. I can't wait to meet your daughter, sir. Well, I'll call her. Evie! What? Come here, would you? This better be good. She's got a lot of spots. Yes. What is it? Evie, I'd like you to meet a nice young man. I'm afraid her cream rinse makes her hair a little greasy. May I suggest a green? Of course you'd agree. All you have to do is look at her. No, no. A green cream rinse and conditioner. It helps stop the greasies. Really? Sure. After I shampoo, I use a green cream rinse and conditioner. And, and it, it helps stop the greasies. Right. Gee, it sounds like I would like a green, too. Well, a green cream rinse and conditioner is 99% oil-free. Evie, stop crying. I'll go get some a green. After you use it, I'll drive you to the movies, okay, Evie? No. Why not? Because you got a creepy car. What? It's a brown some conditioners contain oils that can cause the greasies. But Agree Cream Rinse and Conditioner is 99% oil-free. And try Agree Shampoo. It helps stop the greasies, too. I'm glad you decided to come to the movie. Your hair looks great. Thank you. And I love your station wagon. a moment of all the exciting college and high school football action this fall because you're sitting too far from the field. Weber's Camera Shop in Champaign's Campus Town can take you right to the middle of the action with a pair of Minolta binoculars. Minolta specializes in pocket and compact binoculars to zoom you right onto the field without being saddled with the bulk and weight of conventional binoculars. And since Minolta has been a leader in photographic lenses for many years, you are assured of precision optics. Stop at Herbers and check out the Minolta binoculars. You'll see a world of difference. And while you're at Herbers, be sure to stock up on all the film and supplies you'll need to capture the excitement and color of the coming season forever. Herbers Camera Shop, your hometown camera shop at 608 East Green in Champaign's Campus Town. I'm Susan Anton. If you're good. Soft is the ultimate in sleep. Unique extra thick cushioning for heavenly comfort on top. Ultra firm support inside. Perfect sleeper pillow soft. Firmness that feels good. Be a perfect Seaford, Delaware. Does Quaker State really help cars last? You bet I think Quaker State helps cars last. I have over 100,000 miles on my Beetle. I give it regular maintenance, and uh, I got my whole family using it. And they said, Jim, tell me, what's, what's the secret? How come you got so many miles on that Volkswagen? They said, what you do? I said, well, I use Quaker State. Quaker State helps cars last. Maybe that's why Quaker State is America's number one selling motor oil. I told my wife, when you go to the service station, don't let nobody put any oil in there but Quaker State. I said, if they don't have any, just wait and come on back home. Brief footnote to our story. There is little 
little doubt that Jack would have been found guilty. But we shall never know. In prison, he managed to procure a culture of germs and swallowed them. You might say he died in a way that was most appropriate when you consider the way he lived. Our cast included Jada Rowland, Bob Dryden, Joan Lovejoy, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Herbers, your hometown camera shop at 608 Green in Champaign's Campus Town, has presented the WDWS CBS Radio Mystery Theater. Join us again soon as Herbers again presents our voyage into some of life's great mysteries. Good night. I'm Norm Crosby, and I love kids. I'm enraptured by them. But kids don't last very long. Before you know it, they turn into adults or comedians. Now, this is such a brief interlusion in their lives, kids should be able to enjoy their childishness. They shouldn't have to worry about hunger or poverty or disease. So I'm asking you to support Save the Children. Their work brings smiles to tiny faces all over the world. And you don't have to be rich or a philanthropist to help. Just write Save the Children, Department R, Westport, Connecticut, 06880. You are listening to WDWS in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. CBS News, coming your way next. Fellow Republicans are advising Ronald Reagan to stick to domestic issues and stop talking about things like China. This is Doug Poling reporting on the CBS radio network. Reagan stirred the anger of the mainland Chinese by his statements about wanting official ties with Taiwan. Five GOP governors met with Reagan in Columbus, Ohio Wednesday night and urged him to concentrate on domestic matters. One of those governors, Lee Dreyfus of Wisconsin, later told reporters, people don't care if there's one China, two Chinas, or three Chinas. The Democrats continue to try to capitalize on the China issue. Vice President Mondale mentioned it Wednesday night during a speech in St. Paul, Minnesota. In the last two weeks, we've caught a glimpse of another man's judgment as Ronald Reagan has stumbled into a public argument with the Chinese. He has proposed a change in our relations with Taiwan, which is unnecessary, undesirable, and which carries with it potentially disastrous consequences to our national security. In his first foray into the international arena since becoming his party's candidate, Mr. Reagan has repudiated the policies of the last three American presidents, two from his own party. Reagan's people on Wednesday rejected a proposed debate with President Carter turning down an invitation from the National Press Club. They said they would agree to it only if independent presidential candidate John Anderson is also allowed to take part. More news in a moment. If you're serious about business, have a pencil ready for an important offer from the Wall Street Journal. Recent articles in the journal reported on corporate profits for the second quarter of 1980 and what to expect the rest of the year, why banks are strengthening their balance sheets, and the hottest personnel topic since affirmative action, employee rights. Other journal stories revealed why economists expect the high cost of living to maintain a fast pace through 1981, the negative and positive effects of this summer's drought, the pros and cons of legal clinics, and the progress executive women are making in the business world. 
The Wall Street Journal. It's all the business news you need when you need it. Right now, you can get 52 weeks of the journal. That's 260 issues, one for every business day of the year, for just $63. A real money-saving offer. So if you're serious about business, in the continental U.S., call toll-free 800-528-6050. That's 800-528-6050, except in Arizona. You'll be billed later. In State Line, Nevada Wednesday, authorities exploded that bomb planted inside Harvey's Hotel Casino by extortionists. A report from Bruce Robinson of station KRLT in Lake Tahoe. 34 hours after it began, a long standoff precipitated by the presence of a mysterious explosive device in a State Line casino ended when the bomb was detonated shortly before 4 o'clock Wednesday afternoon. Two hours later, Douglas County Sheriff Jerry Maple explained the decision to detonate the device. We were attempting to... Uh, render the device safe. We had a procedure that we felt would work. There was some error factor in that procedure. We knew of the errors that could be made. The management and the owner of the property was involved in the final decision, and it was a decision made that we had to take a chance. We did, and the device went off. Maple described the damage caused by the blast as moderate. Virtually all the windows of the 12-story hotel tower were shattered and the parking area surrounding Harvey's strewn with debris. But the building does not appear to have been structurally damaged by the explosion. Because of the extensive security precautions taken by local officials, the entire incident was ended without a single injury. Bruce Robinson for CBS News, Lake Tahoe. Well-known humorist and writer Sam Levinson died in New York City Wednesday night. He was 68. Levinson suffered a cardiac arrest and died three hours after being hospitalized. He wrote several books, but probably will be best remembered for his own TV show on CBS in the early 1950s. A leader of the strikers in Poland says a preliminary agreement has been reached with the government to end the walkouts. A government negotiator says everything is settled except the workers' demands for free trade unions. Now this. Hey, how'd you like some free gasoline when you fill up? I'd like it a lot. Then change to Quaker State Sterling Motor Oil. Are you telling me an oil change will get me better gas mileage? You betcha. Quaker State Sterling's a different kind of oil blended to lubricate better than regular oils. With less friction so your engine works less hard. And uses less gasoline. So change to Quaker State Sterling. It's like getting free gas with every tank full. Change to Quaker State. Quaker State helps cars last. believe we lost our traveler's check. Me neither. Come on, we've got to find the tour guide. Oh, there he is. Mr. Lee? Mr. Lee? Well, what's wrong? Mr. Lee, we lost all our traveler's checks. All of them. What kind were they? American, American Express. Express. No problem. American Express has an office right here in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong and in hundreds of cities around the world, you can find help with American Express traveler's checks. Ask for them by name. 